everyone and welcome to our leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Helen Brown, who is the co-founder and director of Sea Blue Marketing. Helen, it's a pleasure to have you on the series today. Thank you, Angie. I'm really delighted to be here and have the opportunity to uh, engage and talk to you. Thank you. Um, so prior to setting up your own uh, marketing agency, um, you had a 15-year career at Vodafone, starting out as an entry-level graduate um, until uh, you actually ran uh, Global Field Marketing. Um, so that's a, a really impressive story. So I would love to hear um, how you built your career at, um, at Vodafone and sort of what steps uh, led you to your various promotions. Great question. So, yeah, when I started, I absolutely was a green eyed graduate. I knew absolutely nothing. Um, I did a political science degree, so that wasn't relevant in Vodafone. I joined on the marketing graduate program and it really was a case of learn fast and either swim or sink. And I kind of work really well in that environment. So I think I always set out right from the beginning to be that probably slightly annoying, inquisitive person that just asks loads and loads of questions all the time. And I think um, we, had, we had a couple of years where we started on the formal graduate training, but beyond that, you were very much left up to your own devices. And it was really a case of figuring out quite early on, and maybe this is where my political science degree helped me more than I realized, that actually it isn't really just about what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of you know the tick list of your performance development plan but it's also who you know who you've engaged with and what questions that you've asked and I think pretty much all of my new roles or promotions or sometimes they were sideways moves they all came from reaching out to an individual in the organization to kind of say you know peering through the curtains to say oh, I'm a bit interested in what you do over there can you talk to me about it then you build that personal rapport and then over time as the job role became available I would then be approached to say well actually are you interested in doing this because it would be a really great next move for you and so working in that way kind of took me on a you know don't get the wrong the wrong impression I, I didn't set out to go from here to there and I just went in some straight line towards it it was a meandering path and a case of taking the opportunities when they came up as well as seeking them out. And so I worked in Australia. I went to live in Australia with Vodafone. Um, I worked in London, uh, working and traveling to South Africa and Germany, which was loads and loads of fun. And you just expand your, your kind of mind just goes from you're a graduate and you're a student to bigger, 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 wider and wider. And that's what I love. I think if you're a person that enjoys learning, then you will have a natural desire to reach out to people in that way but for anybody who's who's in that situation absolutely just go for it and if you don't know what to say just ask questions absolutely and uh, so, so networking has featured sort of quite heavily in your sort of career growth um what advice would you give to people um who are sort of looking to network in the in the current environment that we find ourselves in Do you know i think um so now that I, I work outside of a big corporate environment, obviously building a network for myself as part of my business is absolutely critical. And my advice to somebody would be to do it in exactly the same way, which is use the digital channels that you have at your fingertips. So if you've met somebody previously, 
by all means, just pick up the phone and give them a ring. But if you haven't met someone, that might feel a little bit cold and a bit strange. So use LinkedIn, connect to somebody, say hello, offer something, you know, suggest you can connect them to someone in your network if you'd like them to. And then over a period of time when it feels a little bit more natural because you're perhaps talking about similar kinds of things, send the suggestion to say, hey, I notice you're interested in this, I am too. It would be great to grab 15 minutes of your time for a casual chat and a catch up. And particularly if that's somebody within your organization, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna say, yes, you might need to wait until the end of the day when all the busy meetings are over. Um, but I think it's quite rare that people will give you a flat no because everybody wants to be helpful. That, I think that's human nature. Absolutely. And um, so you made the transition from a, a sort of large corporate environment to uh, co-founding and being a director of Sea Blue Marketing. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, what the sort of decision making process uh, was behind that and how you're finding that that sort of that transition. Well, I would love to tell you that there was a secret master plan. I'm afraid that that would be a lie, there wasn't. It was a process, probably like most things in life. So when I left um, Vodafone, it's actually as I had my, um, my first son. So I had really young children. And at that point in time, I just didn't feel like I had the kind of the brain space and capacity to go back into another senior role in a large business. So I started freelancing. I did contract work for the company that I previously worked for and for some other businesses as well. And that was great because it enabled me to turn up, do a brilliant job, get some job satisfaction and then leave, you know, tick in everybody's box. But what I found happened quite naturally is that as soon as the children were slightly older and I'm talking just a couple of years older, so I actually got some sleep, my brain started to want a bit more. And I thought, you know what, I, I'm really missing something here because I feel like I don't have I don't know what my future looks like. I'm not personally building towards something bigger. Um, and actually, I just missed having a team that were mine to kind of develop and grow and work with and build something with. So um, it was as natural as that. I mean, I went for a walk with an old colleague on a really blustery January day, which we both of us still remember. We caught up on life, kids, husband, you know, everything. And, and no more was said. And then I went away and about 48 hours later, my brain was going, there's something, there's something. And I gave all a call and I just said, what, you know, I, I think we would be great working together. What do you think? Do you want to give it a go? She happened to be in a position to do that as well. And we said, yeah, let's, let's just give it a go. And it's really snowballed from there. So that was our kind of our point in time, if you like, where we made that um, decision. I'm not even sure we realized then or appreciated that we were two people, two entrepreneurs basically setting out on this new journey. We just thought it's a logical, it's a logical next step. So why not just go for it? Um, and here we are 18 months later, uh, we've just employed our first apprentice, which we're super proud of to be supporting a young person starting their career. And we have a number of associates and every single day we are challenged with you know, growing a business and being business owners. And it's, yeah, it's become a kind of a living organism all of its own right, really. <laughs> and that's a, an amazing story as well. And, and showing that actually you can uh, make that transition from a big corporate to being an entrepreneur. 
Um, and I noticed in your career, you've been a, a huge uh, champion of, of women, um, uh, sort of both at Vodafone and also now through your involvement with Women in Tech Forum. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, the sort of support and guidance and, and sort of committees that you've established um, for women in your career. Yeah, lovely. Well, I don't know why, but I've just always had this just my own personal perspective that is there's something you want to do or find out you should just go and ask the questions and just take that next step but I kind of recognize through a lot of very close friends that I have that not everybody operates in that way not everybody thinks do you know what it's fine to just turn up at someone's desk and ask for a meeting and I the reason I got involved and actually ended up chairing the women's network in Vodafone group is because I just had this sense of wanting to be able to use the energy that I had to, to dedicate to it, to bring, I guess, to tell other women in the organization that, you know, it's a great thing. It's, we can do this and to help build people's confidence. And I feel really, really strongly that it's not necessarily about building your confidence to get a promotion or to climb the career ladder, because not everybody is interested in going, you know, up and up and up. That's not necessarily what it's about. It can also just be to do with getting job satisfaction or getting clearer on the plan that you want to achieve or even just feeling better, you know, rocking up at work every day thinking, you know, I, I feel confident in myself. I'm happy. I'm enjoying the environment around me. I feel like those things are as important and it's very much an individual thing. But I, I just have this sense of wanting to be part of moving something forward that I felt was important. And maybe, I don't know what there is in me, but when I did my degree, I did my dissertation on female genital mutilation in Kenya, which at the time it was a really shocking thing to be researching and, and writing about. But there's obviously been, I couldn't tell you why, but something right from before I was even conscious of it, where I have wanted to um, support and be part of that journey of not just myself as a, as a female in work and tech, and now an entrepreneur, but also other people. So I guess I'm just someone that likes talking to people, connecting with people and, and going on a journey. So yeah, that was that's really why I got involved. Thank you. And so talking about um, going on a journey, you're, you know, you're a huge advocate of um, the sort of the, the power of the growth mindset. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your approach is to growth. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good question. Because actually, probably for the first time in my life, setting up, not setting up so much, but figuring out how to grow our business and to scale it is probably the biggest challenge I've ever come up against and given myself. And, you know, when lots of parts of your life are, are new, when you've got one new thing, but everything else stays the same, you can kind of, most people can be okay with that and it doesn't tip them over the edge but suddenly when lots of different things are new you're not in your comfort zone you're not just outside of your comfort zone you're like way outside of it and you can feel quite lost at sea and actually it is it hasn't been a kind of a continuous feeling for me but there are moments of inflection I suppose with the business where we start to think about doing things that are so new to us that we've never done before and we're still managing all the HR and the finance and the marketing out, you know, you're doing everything and it can just feel too much. So I think because of that feeling and that need and, and probably all mixed in with the COVID lockdown, you know, being away from colleagues as well, 
Um, I actually started reading up about growth mindset and I've got this, uh, the Blinkist app. Is it something that you use, Angie? It's not, no, I Blinkist. use lots of different sort of mindfulness okay. and meditation apps, but not the, the Blinkist well, one. So, and I, I'm sure I should be a sales rep for them because I tell everybody, it's not actually a mindfulness and meditation app. It's about, it takes non-fiction books. So loads of business books about growth mindset and whatever your interest is. And it summarizes it in a, either a 10 minute audio or um, a short thing. So it's like reading the intro and the conclusion of every chapter. So you get the gist of the book. And I've used it as a kind of, when I'm getting ready in the morning, in that dead time, I just put the audio on and I listen to everything it throws at me to do with positivity, learned optimism, growth mindset. Um, everything is figure outable, just little snippets of stuff that if I play it to myself in the morning before I come down to my home office and I sit and I, I put the computer on, instead of ever feeling you know, overwhelmed by your to-do list or the number of new things that you've got going on that just make you feel a little bit uneasy, I'm actually thinking much bigger picture. So I'm kind of looking up at the sky and I'm thinking, oh God, this is the world's an incredible, you know, it really gives you that. The world's an amazing place. I'm a tiny part in it. And I can totally deal with all that stuff that's on my to-do list. So I guess it gives me a sense of scale and perspective, but it's so successful. It has been for me, I think, just because it's so consistent and regular, which is lovely. And maybe I just work really well with audio formats because reading a, you know, a 200 page business book before work in the morning is just, is a non-starter, isn't it really? So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I'm certainly going to check out the, the Blinkist app and it sounds um, uh, fantastic. So I myself read a, a lot of business books, also not before work, but usually uh, before uh, going to bed. And so uh, and that's great as well. And, you know, starting that day with the optimism and positivity, particularly during the times that we're operating right now is is really good advice. Um, so thank you so much, Helen. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much, Andy. Likewise. Thank you.